welcome to the Ethesis Net Zero podcast series. I'm Kirsten Doddy and I'll be your host today. I'm joined by Anthesis's Director of Activation, Tobias Parker, and we'll be discussing the current state of play regarding net zero and what countries, organisations and communities need to do to achieve a net zero carbon footprint. Hi Tobias, thanks for joining me today. Hi Kirsten, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. So net zero, it's a term that's frequently being used, in particular at the moment in regards to build back better in a post-COVID world. So what's the current state of play regarding net zero? And also, what are the alternatives? Yeah, so net zero is a concept that's been developing for some time, but it, it really started to be picked up post COP21 in Paris back in 2015. As governments and organisations and businesses started to uh, pledge to limit the impact of climate change to 1.5 to 2 degrees C rise uh, by the end of this century. So, what, I mean, broadly speaking, what it means is that across your organisation and hopefully your supply chain, your uh, net contribution to atmospheric greenhouse gases is zero. What that means is that you can still emit a bit of carbon or other greenhouse gases after you've done all your reductions but it has to be balanced out elsewhere through other mechanisms such as carbon removals. So as we aim for COP26, we're seeing the concept of net zero really starting to take hold uh, through governments, through cities, local authorities, and organizations and corporations pledging net zero targets. Um, the much debated point right now is, is what does this actually mean from an accounting perspective? Well, there are a range of organisations and bodies, such as the Science-Based Target Initiative, which is backed by the UN Global Compact, the WRI, the Carbon Disclosure Project and the World Wildlife Fund, who are looking to develop methodologies and guidance for, for example, organisations who have declared targets for reduction in line with the overall scientific view. The, the phrase is really much being pinned to the desire to limiting warming to the 1.5 degrees C bottom end of that range. And what that requires is, is massive, rapid reductions, but issues such as climate justice and the sustainable development goals are increasingly being referred to there. But there are lots of ways to express um, commitment. So other commonly used terms are uh, net positive, which is about enhancing and regenerating the environment, uh, alongside the economy. It's got very broad definitions. You've got uh, carbon neutral, which was really in favour some time ago and was largely achieved through offsetting and it wasn't without its controversies. Then you've got climate neutral, which is quite scientific. It considers a range of factors, um, such as including the albedo effect, which is about reflecting energy back out into space. Uh, you've got climate positive, so organisations such as IKEA have declared a, a climate positive position, looking at things like carbon sinks to capture carbon and, and lock it away. And now you've got things like uh, carbon negative. So interestingly, Microsoft has declared quite recently that it will be carbon negative for its operations and supply chains uh, using a mix of reductions and removals. Um, and they're, they're kind of banking quite heavily on innovation. So I've set up this large fund for innovations uh, to help them to do things differently, looking at different products and, and uh, services. Great, thanks for explaining that. So who's driving this? 
Yeah, well, there's lots of parties involved. Um, so the UNFCCC has just declared its Race to Zero campaign. You've got governments and uh, many governments around the world are taking positions on net zero. Um, ours, for example, has taken a position that uh, we're going to be net zero by 2050. And that was on the advice of the Climate Change Committee. Uh, there's obviously pressure to pull that date forward. Then you've got cities and municipalities, local authorities who are um, kind of declaring their own targets. And that's helping to drive the agenda forward. You've got lots of NGOs, lots of consultants. And interestingly, more and more, uh, I guess what we'd refer to as client organisations who are um, looking really to set out their stall, um, such as the Microsofts and the IKEA. Now, we, we really think it's helpful to create a robust approach to how net zero is defined. And those robust approaches need to be backed by credible bodies such as the um, CDP, the WRI, etc. And why we think that's important is that it just creates clarity around how, uh, how carbon's measured, how reductions are set, reduction targets are set, you know, what actions are being taken and uh, making sure that the results are monitored against that science-based target. So we'll be really closely following developments from the SBTI over this next year. But look, I mean, we're doing our part as well. We recognize it's complex. So what we've done is we've developed a framework to help our clients activate the journey towards net zero. And, and what this framework does is it helps them to understand how to avoid future emissions through better decision making how to reduce emissions through utilizing renewable energy, on-site renewable energy, through energy efficiency, through circularity of uh, product supply. Um, we're understanding that there will be some residual emissions and so how to, how to deal with those residual emissions through investing in solutions such as insetting, which looks to balance out any residual emissions through, for example, sequestration or offsetting within their own value chains. But finally, you know, we, we recognize that we've got a lot of tools at our disposal, but we don't have everything. So innovation is going to be increasingly key to this. So thinking about different business models, thinking about how to develop new products and new services. And we're really sort of scanning the market and looking for innovators who are bringing products and services online, which um, help to deliver this and seeing how we can partner. You're right, it is very complex. So what do you think uh, it will take to move this forward? And also, what are those key milestones we need to meet? Yeah, look, so we've seen how important governments are in terms of moving things forward, and that's speed. And really, we're particularly keen on how this governmental spending post-COVID is being used. So we've, we've estimated there's between 9 to $22 trillion worth of monies pledged to uh, really get the economies moving. And what we're keen to see is that uh, a good proportion of that money would be put towards projects which uh, actually help to move us towards the net zero position. And so movements such as the Build Back Better absolutely you know, bang on the money in terms of how they're viewing this money should be spent. But as mentioned, we really think that um, developing a robust approach by credible bodies is the best way forward. Um, and that gives clarity. So the SBTI will be publishing some guidance uh, both this year and into the next. Um, and, and what that will do is it will just help to bring clarity, sort of credibility and clarity. And once credibility and clarity is brought in, then you start to 
see things like investment being mobilized towards projects that investors understand are acceptable within the sort of net zero um, framework. But I think the, the real test is going to come at COP26. It's now in November 2021 in Glasgow. Um, and that's when we'll see whether countries really have uh, ratcheted up their ambitions from Paris. Um, and the Paris agreements had indicated that if everything was delivered that was pledged then, we'd be achieving around a sort of three degrees uh, C rise in temperature by the end of this century. And obviously that would be um, pretty catastrophic. So over this next 15 month period, we really hope to see some strong consolidation around the net zero uh, position. And it will, we think it will really help this process. Thank you, Tobias. This is obviously a very interesting topic and we're only just scratching the surface today. We hope this audience can join us again for the rest of our Net Zero podcast series, where in bite-sized chunks, we'll be discussing how to avoid, reduce, invest and innovate to achieve your Net Zero ambitions. Thank you. Thank you.